0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Well, appearances are certainly deceiving. Imagine two people sitting across from each other at the dining table calling each other names with absolutely no hard feelings. Such is the scene tonight at 79 for Vista as calling names to each other for their Christmas shopping list. We find Faber McGee and Molly. (laughs) Harlow Wilcox. Harlow Wilcox. Jimmy Shields. Jimmy Shields. And, uh, oh, yes, your Uncle Dennis. What are we going to get Uncle Dennis? Oh, dear, I don't know. Oh, what does he like to do? What's his favorite sport? Never mind that. He's got a cocktail shaker. Oh. (laughs) How about Billy Mills? Oh, I got a great idea for him. Have you noticed that little stick that he leads the band with? Yes. Kind uh, of <laughs> pathetic, ain't it? Huh? A <laughs> uh, band leader of his standing trying to control all them wolves with practically a twig? <laughs> well, I never thought of that, Billy. Well, I have. I'm going to get him a stick about six feet long and two inches thick so he can really reach out and wham them wind jammers. <laughs> Say, Fibber. Yes, Harlow. Have you got a good set of golf clubs? Why, no, I haven't, Harlow. Why? Oh, I just wanted to know. Ooh, Thanks, geez. pal. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm. I wonder
1: if he's going to give you some golf clubs for Christmas, either. Gee, who is that? By the way, what did you want, Molly? Oh, nothing. Oh, Oh, she... oh please forget me. Please. Oh, no, I don't want to do it. Just give me a handkerchief or something. Oh, no, no, Molly. <laughs> in <laughs> no. a way, we couldn't afford it. Afford what? Oh, that diamond wristwatch I saw in the jewelry store window the other night. Now, listen, Molly, if that's really what you want, I'll work my nothing. Oh, no, McGee, please. Yes. It's ridiculous. No, sir. The idea. Well, okay. (laughs) Probably sold it by this time, anyway. Oh, no, he hasn't. He said he'd hold it till Christmas. Or I need... Come in, thank goodness.
2: (laughs) Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve.
1: Good day, Mrs. McGee. How are you, Pipper? you really care, Gildersleeve? Well, frankly, no, not a bit. What can we do for you, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, if it isn't asking too much, Mr. McGee, I'd like to have my snow shovel back, the one your husband borrowed last March.
2: Oh, better give it back to him, do I,
1: I, I can't do it. Why? It's busted. But oh. it is, eh? Just what I might have expected. I'll have to ask you to pay for that shovel, McGee. Oh, you will. Look at the scar on my wrist, Gildersleeve. What? You're responsible for that. Lending me a shovel with a defective handle, yeah. getting them splinters out cost me eight dollars and fifty cents in doctor bills. Well, that's too bad, McGee. But that yeah. shovel cost me four ninety eight wholesale. And four
2: ninety eight from eight fifty is exactly three dollars and fifty two
1: cents that you owe us. Uh, <laughs> you hear that, Gildersleeve? and on top of that, there was bandages, mental anguish, sure. and, and loss of a week's work.
0: Right.
1: Topping the value of my time at two hundred dollars a week, plus a dollars worth of bandages, and say fifty bucks for a breach of health. <laughs> That's two hundred and fifty-four dollars and fifty-two cents. Now, what are you going to do about that? McGee, you can't do this to
0: me. <laughs>
1: oh, I can't, eh? <laughs> I'll take this up to the United States Supreme Court. That's where I'll take it up to. Uh, now, look here, McGee. Uh, I'm a reasonable man. Well, uh-huh. suppose I give you five dollars and we'll call it square. Twenty bucks. Just yeah, ten. Fifteen.
0: Twenty-five. Thirty. Thirty-five. All right, wait a minute! Wait
1: a minute! You're both bidding against me. <laughs> Well, then, speak up, Gildersleeve. Speak up. Move in there and protect yourself. Forty-five! fifty! Sold Sold for fifty dollars to the gentleman with the busted shovel. I still think I'm being taken advantage of. Well, I'll send you a check in the morning, McGee. Uh, uh. Hey, Fibber, have you got a good pair of skis? Why, no, I haven't, Harlow. You haven't? Okay,
0: thanks.
1: What is it? Maybe he decided not to give me golf clubs for Christmas. Now, what was we saying, Gildersleeve? Uh, gee. Uh, no. Uh, I was just remarking, McGee, about how you talked me out of $50. <laughs> Nothing to <laughs> it. Just like eating lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly drive a hard bargain. Yeah. Yes, sir. I say. That gives me an idea. Yes, it does. As you know i manage the Bonton Department Store. Sure. And the way you talked me out of $50 makes me think that you are just the man I need for our adjustment department. Oh. Adjustment department. That's right. I'll pay you $40 a week and a discount on purchase. We'll take it. Molly, please. Don't ever snap at a job like that there. It shows you're too anxious. Let's find out more about this thing before we make any... Well, decisions. never mind, then. I just thought... I'll take it, Gildersleeve.
0: <laughs>
1: now that I've had time to think it over, <clears throat> when do I start? Right away, McGee. Get right down there. Uh, wait a moment. I'll call them and tell them you're coming. Oh. may I use your telephone. Sure. Here you are, Gildersleeve. Thank you. Uh, hello, operator. Give me the Bondtown department... Stu- oh, is that you, Mertz? <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Hey, 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 cut that out, Gildersleeve. Quiet. Uh, what say, Myrtle? A busy signal? Yes, all right, I'll call him later. Well, you get downtown right away, McGee. I'll be waiting for you in my office. Okay.
2: Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Come on, McGee, get your hat. Where are you going?
1: Down in the basement, and ease my conscience. What do you mean? Well, I got to play fair with Gildersleeve. I'm going down and bust his snow shovel. <laughs> is this our
2: office, Gildersleeve?
1: Yes, it is, McGee. why wow.
2: My very pleasure.
1: Yeah. That picture the seven dwarfs lends such an air of time. Yeah. <laughs> that, Mrs. McGee, is not the seven dwarfs. No. That's a photograph of our board of directors.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have thought that was dopey on the end there. <laughs> yeah. There's a dustier. That's me, McGee. <laughs> Now look, you know what your duties are. Oh
2: yes, Mister Gildersleeve. All we do is adjust the claims of dissatisfied customers.
1: That's it exactly. And remember our motto: the customer is always right. And if you run into difficulty, just call on me, again. Okay, Gildersleeve, and the same goes for you. If you want any advice on advertising or merchandising, sales promotion, or any old stuff like that, there, our door is always open. Just drop in any time, and we'll be on- all. <laughs> You know, this is the kind of a job I've always wanted, Molly, where I can really use my tact and diplomacy. Well, you certainly have plenty of that, McGee. Huh? None of it's ever been used.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, look, Molly. Now, you sit on that side of the desk, and I'll sit on this side. All and right. And say, Flipper.
2: Oh, it's you again, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Yes. Hey, have you folks got a good cabinet radio? I know. We haven't, Harlow. Okay, pal, I just wanted to know. <laughs> What's going <laughs> on, <laughs> He's having a terrible time deciding what to give you for Christmas, McGill. i am sure he is, but I suppose he feels he ought to do some checking up before he comes to a decision. (laughs) Like the canopy that got the hot foot. Uh-oh, here's our first adjustment duty. And remember, the customer's always right. I know, I know, I know. Come in. Ah, there, my dear. Good day to you, drip pan. Hi, Boomer. I seem to be in the wrong office. Looking for the adjustment department. Well, this is it, Mr. Boomer. I'm the adjuster, Boomer. Oh, yes, I'll swear that. <laughs> okay, come on, Boomer. What's on your mind? I have here a large emerald necklace from your jewelry counter that I'm not quite satisfied with. Seems to be a flaw on the string. Like to have my money back. Twenty-six thousand dollars, I believe, was the amount. Oh, heavenly day. Twenty-six thousand? I'll take it in small bills. Have to get a shoe shine on the way home. <laughs> Boomer, there's something fishy about this. Let's see your sail slip. Why, certainly, certainly. I have a sail slip right here. Uh, and now, where do I put that sail slip? Oh, dear. Let's see. Here's a snapshot of my nephew, Wyandotte Boomer. Splendid name for the lad, Wyandotte. of brain, chicken-hearted, foul-mouthed, and a clucking general.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, what's this? Oh, yes. A wallet I found in a passing hip pocket.
0: <laughs> Clumsy
1: fellow. He should never have tried to carry the pigskin around the end zone.
0: <laughs> now, hmm,
1: letter from some hobo pals of mine in Upper New York. <laughs> Bums along the Mohawk. <laughs>
0: uh, oh,
1: here, yeah, newspaper clipping. Seems that it, my old pal Inky Blunt just escaped from sink thing. Good old Inky, always leaking out of some pen. <laughs> a small pocket comb, going in the cloakroom after a while and combed some pockets. <laughs> a check for a short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No sales slip. Must have slipped out of my pocket while I was calling
0: out from under the counter. <laughs> What a crook.
1: Pretty consistent guy, though. I seen a baby picture of him shaking his little fist through the bars of his crib when the nurse wanted to powder him.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: And the caption was, oh, so you won't tell, okay?
2: Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My <I> hot tonight? <laughs>
1: Say, Fibber and Molly, have you got a nice coffee table?
2: Why, uh, yes, we have, Mr. Wilcox. Listen but now here,
1: Harlow. shut here. You're going to too much trouble for just us. Let's just make this a simple Christmas. What do you mean? Oh, you aren't
2: fooling us. The way you've been bursting in asking us if we have a nice radio or a coffee table. Or or... golf
1: clubs or skis. Oh, well, I was just trying to find out how much Johnson's Wax to give you for Christmas. Huh? What? Why, sure. You see, all those things, radio cabinets, skis, coffee tables, golf clubs, they should all be polished and protected with Johnson's Wax. It's really marvelous to seal the surface of things against scratches and wear. (laughs) Well, I'll be a rude expression. <laughs> so, you see, I'm giving all you folks on the show a big can of Johnson's Wax for Christmas.
2: Oh, that's a grand idea, Mr. Wiltock.
1: Yes, sir. On the surface, I'd say that Johnson's Wax was the best possible gift. Well, so long, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's so enthusiastic about our product, he sent a sales letter to Albert Einstein asking him to try Johnson's Wax on his multiplication table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dear. Oh, hello there, little girl.
0: Hi, you looking
1: for You looking for somebody? Yes.
0: Yeah. Who? Mm-hmm. Who? Mm-hmm.
1: Who are you looking for?
2: Santa Claus, I betcha. Oh, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm.
1: Imagine that, Molly. She came all the way down here by herself. She's Santa Claus.
2: Well, now, he, why
1: don't you take her over to see Santa? Claus? I'll just do that. I'll get a kick out of it myself. Come on,
0: sir. Right.
1: Hi. Take a hold of my hand. That's it. We'll be back in a few minutes, Molly. All right, Mr. So, uh, right, right over this way, sis. I'll introduce you to Santa Claus myself.
2: Okay, mister.
1: Uh, I'll bet it'll be a great Christmas at your house this year. Are you going to hang up your stockings?
2: No.
1: Huh? Hmm? <laughs> you ain't going to hang up your stockings? Why not?
2: It's bad luck, <laughs> I mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'm afraid you're mistaken there, sir.
2: Oh,
1: no, i Oh, yes, you are.
2: Oh, no, I'm not.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, lady. Oh, but,
2: <laughs> let us
1: through that, please. Thank you. Now, look, sis, why is hanging up your stocking bad luck?
2: Well, it was for Uncle Charlie.
1: How come? They fall off the mantelpiece into the fireplace?
2: Well, they weren't on the mantelpiece. They were on a tree. On a tree? Sure. And Uncle Charlie was in them. <laughs> you know, they say they he never got over it, too, I betcha. <laughs>
1: oh, I see. Oh. See, there's Santa Claus right now. <laughs> sure he is now. Now don't be afraid of him. Sis.
2: Okay.
1: You walk right up to him and tell him what you want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Don't be bashful. Hi there, Santa Claus. Hello there. Here's a little girl that wants to speak to you, Santa. All right. Well, what is it, my dear?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, sis Come
1: on, speak up.
2: Oh, gee, I don't, I don't want you to hear me, mister. Huh? Oh, ho, ho,
1: I hear it. Okay, sis, I won't listen. Now, you go
2: ahead and talk to Santa
1: Claus.
0: Well, my
2: dear? <laughs> I didn't want to say anything in front of that man because it might spoil Christmas for him, but Mama said to you to eat downtown today because she was going to the bridge club. So long, time... <laughs> waiting to see you. Oh. She says she's got something in the store she doesn't like. Okay, I'll
1: take care of it. Yes, madam?
2: Uh, my name is Mrs. Gold Goldfarb and I live 1617 Cinco Arms Apartment Hotel.
1: You say you got something at this store you didn't like? Yes, I did.
0: <laughs>
1: what department?
2: Uh, home furnishing. What was the article? My husband. <laughs> When I got him, he was the floor walker.
1: <laughs> well, I'm afraid we can't make any adjustments. Oh, on that remember, day. McGee, the customer is always right. Uh-huh. And what do you want us to do about it,
2: dear? Yeah. Well, I want to exchange him for the manager of the ready rail.
1: <laughs> okay, sis, we'll have the driver pick up your husband in the morning. When you wrap him up, be sure and enclose your marriage life, or your sales plan.
2: <laughs> All right, thank you very much.
1: Out of all the dad's red silly things to want us to exchange, I... Uh-uh, McGee. Remember our motto, the customer's always right. Well, they ought to change it. To what? To many happy returns of the stuff. Hello, <laughs> oh, there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Is this the judgment department? Why, yes, it is, Mr. Oldtimer. Good. I bought a radio here the other day, and while I was putting the aerial up, I fell off in of the roof. Stay
0: back. <laughs> well,
1: that's too bad, old timer, but what are we supposed to do about it? Adjust it. I think it's this bird of zebra right here, Johnny. Well, I'm sorry, but you better see a doctor about that. Hey, hey, hey. You should have been more careful anyway, old timer. With all these new built in antennas, you might have known the aerial business was falling off.
0: <laughs>
1: <Plunk>.
0: <laughs>
1: that is pretty good, Johnny, but that ain't the way I heard it. <laughs> The way I hear it, one feller says, "Teller feller, Say, says, I see where the next issue of Liberty Magazine is printing radio comedian, River McGee and Molly." That's so, says Teller feller. Never hear them. any good. Not to start, says the first feller. But the last half hour picks up pretty fast when that Bob Hope feller comes in. <laughs> my back for me I'll have to Whoop! oh there goes that bird of Sheba again <laughs> there, there goes the
0: chiropeter
1: <laughs> uh, that old flub bucket I suppose he thinks I'm impressed because I got my name in a magazine Just I probably won't even read it well then why did you order 50 copies from the boy at the newsstand <laughs> oh well <laughs> that I, just I thought they'd make nice Christmas presents oh no.
2: Adjustment department. Oh, very well. Send her right up and we'll talk to her.
1: All right. They're sending a lady up with a complaint, Judy. What kind of a complaint? She's dissatisfied with some red flannel underwear she bought here. Red flannel underwear? Okay, I'll talk to her in a minute. In the meantime, I'm going to run out and get a drink of water. Now, let me see. A man at 1414 Oak Street complains that the electric train he bought for his little boy is too easy to operate. The lad runs it while Miss father's at the office.
2: And <laughs> so now let's see. The lady's coming in about the red flannel underwear. Oh, must be her now. Come in. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Have a chair. Oh, uh, that's what I stopped you to complain about, Mrs. McGee. I have got dining room
1: chairs here. That simply will not do. Oh, oh, dining room chairs. Why, we thought that... Oh, you? Oh hi, Uppy. Uppy with red flannel underwear. (laughs) Oh well. (laughs) Well, I understand you got a complaint about some stuff you bought here. What's the matter with them? Well, they're horribly uncomfortable in the first
0: place.
1: (laughs) I can believe that. I used to have some myself. (laughs) The arms and legs are awful stiff. Oh, McGee, I don't think you mean to say, really, my dear. He is absolutely right. Why, one can hardly sit in them for five minutes without squirming.
0: I'll
1: say they can't. <laughs> they ain't much to look at either, Ruppie. Uh, McGee, please, now see And that Mr. Thing. McGee is perfectly correct, my dear. Bet, and what's more, they're extremely unsightly in the dining room. Oh! Why, I had guests for dinner last night, and they were most uncomplimentary about them. Oh, that was... <laughs> It was getting kind of personal, wasn't it, Uppy? <laughs> but, Chuck, yes, we'll be glad to exchange them for you. What style would you rather have?
0: Now, look, Mr. I think I should exchange them for some with leather seats.
1: <laughs> leather seats, huh?
0: <laughs> well,
1: I don't know, Uppy. Of course, they'd wear them much longer, but <laughs> washing them might be a bit of a problem. <laughs> They can easily be sponged off. Oh. Um, uh, what kind do you have yourself, Mr. Heath? Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, mine are white, Eppy. Oh, really? My house snarved. <laughs> um, auntie?
0: Ah, oh,
1: yeah, Tarno, kind of, but they'll see me through another winter. The trouble is the buttons keep coming off the older they
2: get. Hey, McGee, for the last time, I'd
1: like to... No, to... it's all right, Mrs. McGee, I quite understand. The buttons do come off. That's right. I don't think the taxi nails them on properly in the first place. Nails them on? Who ever heard of nails in a suit of red flannel? Red flannels? Red flannels. Red... Uh, Mr. McGee. Huh? Well, I must say I have never been quite so insulted in all my life. Huh? I shall certainly report your insolence to the manager. Good day, sir. Red
0: stuff.
1: What? What's she getting so happy about, Molly? I really?
2: kept trying to tell you, McGee, she was complaining about some dining room she bought.
1: Oh, dining room chairs. Sure. <laughs> I thought she was the one about the red flag. No. <laughs> Listen here, McGee. <laughs> Oh, hi, Gildersleeve. Say, we're doing a great job for you here. I will bet you never had a guy in here before. Be quiet, Peggy. Did you just insult Mrs. Abigail Uppington? Oh, I wouldn't say I insulted her, Gildy. We just had a slight misunderstanding. Oh, a misunderstanding, you call it, when you joke with a prominent society woman of this city about wearing red... uh... I won't say it.
2: Red flannel.
1: Yes, thank you. McGee, what did I tell you was the model of this department? The customer is always right. And when? Always. Exactly. You betcha. The customer is always right. That's right. Mrs. Uppington is the customer. I sure, yes. And she says you should be fired. Why, sure I should. Uh-huh. Good day. Oh, sure. Tim and Molly will be back in just a moment. In the meantime, can't you remember the days when your mother... Scratched? Sorry, folks, but our time is up. Good night.
2: Good
0: night, all.